genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I am here, as usual, with Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Light. Hey, Almost forgot my name I was that time. about to ask if you forgot. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, as a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books, we're going to spoil them for you. But I'll give you some timestamps in the description so you can skip anything that you need to skip. Our top story today is is uh, Future State landed on us. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do some shout outs to the stuff that we liked about Future State, uh, which will culminate in Future State Swamp Thing number one by Rom V, Mike Perkins, and June Chung. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're back. We've been we've been gone for a little while, and now we're back. Yay! <laughs> we did it. You know, and nothing significant happened in the meantime, so no. there's just no reason to even bring it yeah. up. Yeah. Just nope. 30 days have passed and nothing major. You know, We haven't had a new year and then another new year and then another new year. <laughs> yeah, it, it has been 2021 for 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> Time has truly lost all meaning at this point. What a year, huh? Yeah, man. Lim- Jesus Christ. No, Lemon. It's uh, January 10th. <laughs> it's January 10th. Yeah. So good. And like... I, I I saw somebody post online. They're like, uh, "I can I give this year back before the seven day free trial?" And I was like, <laughs> oh, "I was like, you can, but it's just like those mattresses where you can only give it back if you can fit fit it back into its original box, which you cannot. Uh, that shit's y- not going back in the box. You can't <laughs> yeah, this- you can't un unopen that Pandora." Yeah, we can't put this toothpaste back in its tube. At this <laughs> it's point. like snakes in a can. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, no, this this just further drives home the point in a really depressing way that I've just been saying, like, just because the date changes doesn't mean any of the problems that caused 2020 to be bad go away. Right. Uh, and then, like, serendipity, uh, you know, 2021 <laughs> decided to illustrate my point beautifully. <laughs> yeah. Horrifically. <laughs> yeah, we've all been subjected to some pretty fucking awful imagery over the last week. <laughs> And uh, now we're going to talk about comics. Yeah, now we're going to talk about the things we liked that we got a chance some, to look at. Some more <laughs> beautiful imagery, even. You know, the opposite. everyone needs some escapism. Everyone needs some indoor activities. Everyone needs some pretty pictures. You know, that's what comics are good for. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, all the while I was reading comic books this week, just was getting poison dripped into I'm my ear from... So- fucking glad that i read all my comics on tuesday you guys <laughs> yeah wednesday was just like wednesday fucking... was not getting anything done just just like there's nothing productive happening today that's for damn sure my phone died three times on wednesday <laughs> just from like getting messages from you guys and just scrolling through twitter like at one point i was trying to work on something and my phone was just dancing around on my table and just kept like vibrating around You're chasing trying it to... <laughs> Trying to throw itself off your desk so it wouldn't have to deal with it anymore. 
kill me. <laughs> right, I was like, please don't pluck it's, me in next time I die. I need it's the, the a Rick break. and Morty butter robot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is my function? Oh. So your function is to feed me your, a constant stream of negativity. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, Doom scroll. I don't I don't like it. <laughs> Where's Doom Scroll bot? Yeah, right. Oh. It's called Probably Twitter. Himself off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It got to the point where I was like, "Hey, can someone just periodically tweet a single page of my pull list so that I can keep doom scrolling, but still also read comics?" Uh, That's a great way to ruin comics. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But it would have to you be know? done in reverse order because of the way. You, As yeah. you say, yeah, you're just going to get them all out of order because of the way the algorithm works. <laughs> right. Like oh great so spoiler at the end, fantastic! That's what I. Yeah. That's one more good thing for about today. <laughs> I've also been um in in our downtime. I've been rereading all of Walking Dead in its entirety. Uh-huh. I'm a little less than like yeah. three quarters of the way through. Why? And a real mood booster. That's not escapism, you guys. <laughs> no, you know I would honestly say the only thing worse to read in this. General gestures at existence uh, is Transmetropolitan, and you picked oh my God, the, the second worst thing you could read in the middle of <laughs> dude, this. At, hey, this at least point, I didn't Transmet, pick the worst thing. Yeah, Transmet is basically just turning on CNN at this point. Yeah, no, like <laughs> it's a problem. Blame Warren Ellis for manifesting. Yeah, this is this is fucking his this. for manifesting the beast. Yeah. Oh, the second the beast got it's elected, I'm like, fault. God damn it, the beast got elected. <laughs> oh no. So here we are. Yeah. It's only gotten down downhill since. Yeah. Well. And then even okay. Warren Ellis failed us. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck I got him. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just. Right. Uh, I, Magic I, has a cost. <laughs> it, there is a very selfish part of my brain that went, "Why did this have to happen on a Wednesday?" <laughs> <laughs> it's my. It's my perfect day. Why did you have to do it on a perfect day? <laughs> Wednesday's my day. Yeah. Why couldn't this happen on like a Sunday or like jerks? <laughs> I mean, this is a classic example of uh, a reason we had to move recording day because as of Friday, when we usually record, it was we were still just like ah! we were like we were like about to get on a Zoom call and we were all just like, no, sorry, no. I'm st- I haven't even read anything. I don't even know what comics are. <laughs> I've just been screaming about Nazis for 12 hours. I can't record a podcast that's enjoyable yeah. to anyone right now. I looked like one of those like gross Ren and Stimpy close-ups. <laughs> or just like bloodshot eyes and like... I, yeah. I smell like one of those cl- uh, Ren and Simpy close-ups right now. <laughs> mm, I just haven't had delicious. time to shower, you know? Yeah, it's got more important things to Yeah, I, I have about. existential crisis-ing to do. Well, it's hard to shower when you just constantly have your head thrown back in disgust. Yeah, that's, that's how turkeys drown, you know? You gotta be careful. <laughs> Jeez. So, you know. so, so yeah, we, we right. made it through this week. We're... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's parachute out of here. <laughs> We've got our heads screwed back on Inject. for the most yeah. part. So you know, uh, what? I, before we move on to comics, I just want to point out that we, when we started this show, said like, you know, let's not reference anything topical because we want it to be universal and it doesn't matter when like someone could listen to this years from now and it doesn't matter. And then everything happened and that yeah. just went so far out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it's like it's like we, we we want this to be an evergreen show like we want 
y'all to be able to go back and listen to stuff. But like, we're doing this every week, and stuff happens every week. Yeah, like, yeah, and it's in like <laughs> I I imagine that at any given time, if you listen to this, like I don't know, a decade from now, you can't figure out what exactly we're talking about. Because it's, there was just something bad every single week of, of 2020 and going into 2021. Yeah. You actually have to look up the exact date to be like, oh, yes, the insurrection of January 6th. Aha. <laughs> right. Yes. You're going to open your textbook, your history textbook. Yeah. Yeah. As you watch the show. You open, you open your kid's textbook to see what they're teaching now. Yeah. It's just Find out how whitewashed it be. got. The amount of times I've said insurrection in the last seven days. I had to learn the word. <laughs> it wasn't even in my vocabulary. Some guys. of us already had it there from things like Star Trek. Yeah, some people had it locked and loaded from works of <laughs> I would some, hope not. from works of fiction, not reality. Some of us had it locked in our brains from um, all of the CIA-directed coups that we've uh, dismantled on the entire rest of the world. I, as as a result of saying insurrection this many times, I actually have he the song he is by Ghost stuck in my head because <laughs> that's that word is part of the chorus and it's just like every time it pops in and it's just this this earworm I really don't want. It's just, an just an endless loop of a song you don't want in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. It may have ruined that song for me. I love that song. <laughs> I was about to say that's, that's That's a very specific problem if you're not a Ghost fan. <laughs> yeah but uh, but the fair. ghost fans out there they they get it they know yeah yeah they know what's up yeah. i do it's weird anyway too so it's fine <laughs> all right y'all want to do some comics after i derailed yeah. your transition into comics so comics, comics hey comics huh nailed it um Fucking crushed it so i'm so good at these transitions <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing but you know a material coming out of sean petit at all times you know Everyone knows Everyone it. Everyone knows it. Yeah, uh, I'm full of it. <laughs> you Everyone are full of it, it for sure. <laughs> you're, you're certainly full of something. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Eternals number one dropped this week, or last week, rather. Um, we've been waiting for it for God knows how long. We've been waiting for the movie for God knows how long, but they finally decided to drop the comic. Uh, it is from a stellar creative team. It is Kieran Gillen, mm. Isad Ribic, and Matthew Wilson. Um, yeah. It feels like we've been waiting... And eternity. Oh, oh, shit. oh no! I got there before RJ could. Yeah, you did. I'm impressed, <laughs> honestly. The the art in this is just absolutely. Oh, dude, Isai, that his art is fucking great. Yeah, so so good. Um, yeah. So basically, I don't know about any of y'all, uh, with the exception of RJ. I knew nothing about the Eternals, Same. like yeah, whatsoever. I'm a uncarved block in this knowledge. Yeah, it was a Kirby-sized hole in my kirby knowledge like <laughs> it's just like boop that's the one big kirby thing i've never touched because i it, up until recently it wasn't in print so i was like all right we'll find out uh this issue does a really great job of catching you up uh, as to what the fuck their deal is um <laughs> basically it starts out and icarus is waking back up from being dead um and you cool you yeah you find out that they uh you know, they live, they die, they live again kind of vibe. Um, so the synopsis on, like, what is essentially a data page of the makeup of, like, the different types of, of Eternals 
just mm-hmm. says, a long, long time ago, alien space gods came to Earth. They made a hundred Eternals. They made a hundred Deviants. They left. And then a shrug emoji. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and that's about how I feel reading this issue. Uh. Yeah, so <laughs> the Eternals are like, the Celestials came down to Earth, saw like, uh, uh, saw life, and were like, these people have potential. So they stole one. <laughs> they experimented on them. And they like made, a de- they made Deviants, and they made Eternals, and they made humans. Um, and the deviants got like they were like the outcast reject of the. I mean, yeah. When you call bunch. something a deviant, of course it's going to yeah, turn out yeah. to be the reject so, of the bunch. They, they live like underneath the earth and like on Old different things. They've, they've actually enslaved in humanity once, but then the celestials came back down and we were like, no, bad. And, and that's what bad caused the, the flood. That's what caused the great flood. Oh, that Icarus gotcha. actually saved. Noah's Ark, um, and uh, then uh, the Eternals became essentially what we thought were our gods. So that's why they're all named kind of like gods, but not really. And it's mm-hmm. like dumb spelling, or like they, they've like they've never gotten my name right or whatever. <laughs> mm. Like Mercury is Macari, and like just stuff like. Well, that. there's also like uh, I mean, not to go too far into it, but Mercari is also like the. Uh, alchemical like version of mercury like in in alchemy it's actually called mercari um mm. but uh there you go. that might might be descended from some other language like greek or something that i've just i'm ignorant to um but yeah so basically they've been dead for a while icarus wakes back up and he's getting a message from zurus who's i guess kind of their leader de facto kind of yeah. zeus he's zeus yeah yeah. Uh, and, and he's telling uh Icarus to go deal with uh an excluded, which just basically means like any any eternals that do a real big fucky wucky, they do a real big no no, they get they get put into uh They get put into eternal timeout. Yeah. <laughs> the forever box. <laughs> the forever box. Uh, they get put into like a space between molecules, in which they cannot escape until they are let loose. Um, so it's funny because like they have, uh, they have like matter um, or like atom manipulation abilities. Mm-hmm. And there was at one point where they put all the deviants that they were fighting against into a brick and in their home. And they just use them as like home furnishing. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So they were like living on their enemies at one point. It's <laughs> a good fuck you right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so Icarus goes to take out uh, Sprite out of the fucky walky box, and mm-hmm. uh, and she's just a handful. It just immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she seems like a lot. Yeah. Turns out she was just mad uh, that they that she's like the kid permanently of the Eternals like she's just like yeah. a, a, a permanent child uh, so she had a temper tantrum and tried to destroy the earth and that's why uh, she was in timeout uh, as you do yeah, you yeah know. as one does uh, but she doesn't remember all that like basically Icarus has to be like yeah that's what she did she's like I don't think I would but okay well, they, like, they go to like a the last previous version good backup essentially very Krakoan yeah. in that way We've well Krakoan like, is very Eternals in that way it's very Eternals yeah <laughs> so like it's like it's the last version of the this person that wouldn't destroy the planet yeah exactly <laughs> um, but she just immediately teleports to like 
Times Square. The middle of the course. Just middle of New York, Times Square. Uh, and, you know, he just basically is like, wait, 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 stop, stop. Ah, uh, shit. All right. Um, and then they basically just have, like, a weird uh, uh, dick measuring contest with Tony Stark. Uh, <laughs> and he's just like, what are you, do- where did you come from? Where- I haven't seen you guys in a long time. What's going on? And- it's also, it's, like, funny because uh, it wasn't Tony Stark, but there's an Iron Man annual where they- he meets the Eternals. And the Eternals are all kidnapped, and the Deviants are grinding them up and breathing their ju- breathing them to try to become immortal. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. That is weird. You're correct. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, I think that's yep. part of the reason I've never jumped into Eternals because it's like I know it's weird, but like, where do I jump in for it to make some sense? <laughs> and the answer is this issue and nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so as they're, you know, trying to explain to Tony Stark, which, you know, proves to be really good exposition, because he's just like, what's the deal with you guys right now? And mm-hmm. they answer him. Uh, but as they're doing that, they get uh, pulled away by a deviant who is just eating people in the sewer. Because uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. why not, you know? <laughs> they fight that guy. It's pretty cool. But then uh, they are called away back to uh, Eternal Olympia. Palace, where, where they live. <laughs> Olympia. 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 There we go. Uh, Eternal Palace. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Eternal version of Asgard. Oh, Olympia. That makes sense. Uh, but uh, right. someone murdered Zurus. Uh, yeah, he real dead. Yeah, he yeah. real dead. That's happened before too. Yeah. And uh, everyone immediately starts blaming Sprite because you know she has a motive. They, and they just let. And they just let her, her out. out. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, uh, there's gonna be a bit of a. Um, well, they go try to figure out who it was if we got our first suspect. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, everyone else thinks it's Sprite, but Icarus finds out the first suspect, which, uh, you know, he goes to Titan, well, he, which... He knows it's not Sprite because he was with Sprite the entire time. Well, she can go real fast. <laughs> well, so can he, right? They're all they're both Eternals. I feel like it's hard to lose an Eternal if you're also an Eternal. Not as fast as Makari. Yeah. He's the speedster. <laughs> right. So, like, it's like, it's not like... Yeah. Anyway. Um. But yeah. So they go to Titan to to investigate some. Uh... And who lives there? Yeah. Um. <laughs> wonder if he's mad. Um. It's Thanos. Eternals. It's Thanos. Thanos is the big reveal at the end of the issue. Um, yeah. So that makes sense, though. I feel like I'm sick of Thanos popping up where he doesn't belong, but he definitely belongs like right here in this book. Like it just. Oh, he he totally belongs because he's a he's a deviant yeah. of Titan. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, because okay. uh, Titan is essentially when the Eternals built uh, Olympia, there's a civil war that happened and they cast the uh, opposing side out into space and they made Titan. So the oh, Titan, so uh, Thanos is actually an Eternal lineage. Neat. Yeah. yeah did not know that. <laughs> That's fun. You learn something new every day when RJ's around. Yeah, this book is a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah, there's a lot a there. Lot. There's a lot going on in a good way because it's a very rich, like you said, it's pulling from something that's very deep. Yeah, no, I, the only thing I really in, know in about lore. the Eternals is like, number one, uh, Kirby had all these cool ideas to like revamp the new gods, like kill all the new gods and then just like the Eternals Replace would be the them. replacement. But then yeah. he said, fuck DC and went back to Marvel. So he just pitched Marvel. Eternals. New Gods Part 2, which is Eternals. Um, it's just funny because he went to DC because he wanted to kill all the Asgardians. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Yeah. yeah. No, sometimes you just got to start from scratch and, you know. Like, He's like, no one will let me Ragnarok. What is happening? <laughs> Come on. Just I've been talking me about Ragnarok. it forever. 
Come on, guys. <laughs> what a Ragnarok, all these fucking people. Well, I mean, Kirby knew what we all know now is that if you have the same exact characters for 80 fucking years, it gets kind of boring sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, you every couple tell... years, just get rid of them. Just fucking, we don't need those anymore, you know? Yeah. You can only tell so many Batman and Superman stories. Yeah, exactly. And that'll bring us to Future State later on. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, the other thing I know about, you know, Eternals and Kirby is that uh, towards the end of his life, Kirby was uh, became, like, super, super religious. And all of his, like, personal paintings were, like, of angels and gods and stuff. Um, in his very Kirby way. You wouldn't know it from looking at it because it all just looks like you know, robots and machines and stuff. But, uh, you know, Eternals feels very seraphim, like very like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, the God chose the humans over the angels. So they had a civil war and, uh, you know, like, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole yeah. thing. So it's very religious uh, and it's and it's like subtext. So it was pretty cool. I, I liked it a lot. I think it's a great jumping on point. Yeah, I liked it. I was confused, but it was good. It was, and it was as Adam said, it was gorgeous. Yeah, oh, man, art, just breathtaking artwork. His uh, Esad Ribic's art matches this type of story. It's just, it's obviously with the years and years of Thor, it just, it just feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true <laughs> it, for it, him to be doing this. It's cool because it's um, space, but also it feels fantasy esque. Yeah, so it right. like fits with people with you know like sci fi gods that are like fantasy lore. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. Completely agree. And uh, Adam, uh, Icarus has actually been a uh, professional wrestler for like one issue because there was a deviant hiding as a wrestler. So he went by Iceberg Icarus and they did a wrestling match, but then they fall through the ring and he turns into the deviant. Stop it. There was this there was this um, indie wrestler in Philadelphia for years named Icarus. Oh, that's great. I wonder if he was an Eternals fan. And and it's funny because he was he was was in the same. a, a independent wrestling group as someone I want to shout out in the next issue that we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. Which is a great segue into Sean's book. You say, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> speaking of gods that uh, Jack Kirby wanted to kill, uh, Thor number 11 <laughs> of Donnie Cates, Nick Klein, and, oh, double dose of Matt Wilson. Yeah. Where's it? Yeah. So, um <laughs> Donald Blake is continuing his tour of killing everyone that's has wronged him. Um <laughs> while, you know, while taking a pit stop and having a nice meal with Jane Foster. <laughs> uh just she immediately points out, you know, from the jump, it's like something's something's off with you. Something's like, getting a real serial Hillary vibe off this guy. <laughs> yeah. The tension is so good in this. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and I'll get back to what like the Thor and the Asgardians are doing. I'll kind of cover this part first. They're kind of talking, and like Jane's just like, you know, you know, I work it through this. And, she, and Donald Blake's is really just like, oh yeah, I'm visiting some friends while just like mashing through a steak like only a serial killer would. <laughs> like <it> just, <laughs> just very off-putting. Um, talking about that, and then kind of at the to a point, Donald Blake was like, oh, do you know where? Do you know where Odin is? Because that's a casual question you ask your old friend from Earth. Um, and she kind of lets slip and that she's she like, used "No, to be... do you?" He's like, "No, I don't. We didn't get along when I was Thor." And he was like, "Wait, what? You were you were fucking Thor?" Because <laughs> um, as we kind of find out very shortly after this conversation, he's 
kind of hunting down anyone that's been Thor before. And I think like either killing them outright or like taking their Thorness. Cause I think that's kind of what he maybe ends up to do does with Jane with this gorgeous spread. Of that sounds him like just- a Thor subject. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened here. Cause it, it almost feels like Jane doesn't have any memory of it, but it seems like he like, take some kind of essence of her like actually being able to be Thor from her and then just like yep gotta go see ya well cause <laughs> in the like you know the, like the ethereal like yeah. pull away it's you see her well it's her as, as Valkyrie and her as Thor yeah so, so it, I don't know if that's maybe it's just all of is. her power in general which yeah kind of conflicts with uh, a book I'll talk about later yeah maybe this takes place before something or, or after, after I don't who knows know. yeah, yeah. um because, uh, yeah, because then basically he he didn't want to kill Jane because she's a good person and he likes her. But then they find out another uh, she works at a morgue and later on finds out that uh, Roger Norvell, who used to be a Thor as well, has now been murdered. And you get this page of her looking in the mirror with like a a skull over her head, which looks very ominous. I don't know. What that's that, that's that, uh, Valkyrie's like uh, ability to see death before it strikes. Yeah, like, so maybe that's yeah. Valkyrie can she, see who she's about to have to like usher into the afterlife, and it's herself. So that sucks. Yeah, so that's not great. Um, <laughs> so clearly, between, she has some of her power if she can still see her own death. Yeah, so maybe he just kind of took whatever made her worthy. I don't know yeah. exactly what happened, or maybe just kind of marked her for death in a weird way. I I, I thought that that whole thing with like him stabbing her in the hand and ripping her soul out. I thought that was just like what he was thinking, and then it went like sucked back down into reality. I, I thought the same way until the thing um, when she saw that thing in the mirror. I, mm. I thought the same exact thing, um, Adam. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened. If I'm being honest, yeah. Did, like, did <laughs> so he that'll rip be interesting her soul to see. out or not? Right, exactly. And then the other kind of beast, well, I guess there's a couple stories. The beast story really is Thor just pounding the earth to try to get someone in Asgard to listen and no one's fucking home. So he's still stuck um, with this chaos god. Hello! Just like, what's, up, what's up, bro? Yeah, no one could fucking hear you, but I'm just going to watch because I'm just an asshole chaos god. I love I this care. guy. Yeah. Um, I also love sh- this yeah. weird bone bar. <laughs> that they go to the bone, the bar? bone bar or no that's like oh, later on never mind in asgard no it was like are you talking about uh what are the stag and sifferin yeah. we're all the oh we're all the asgardians are yeah i'm jumping yeah. ahead i think no that's cool yeah no because i was gonna say right after that you see where all the asgardians are and they're kind of in this other <laughs> they're in dimension blood yeah i want to hang ass. out in dimension blood that's fucking dope. Dimension Blood looks awesome. like how i have decorated my house <laughs> there's just <laughs> right, so many right. skulls yeah so they're trying to figure out how to get out of there. Beta Ray Bill is not doing too hot. Uh, he also looks weird without his helmet. Every time I see him, I'm like, who the fuck? Oh, right. He I didn't realize dead. that was a helmet. I thought that was like, I was like, what I, the I hell is wrong with Beta Ray too. Bill? Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, we know it's a whole thing. It's a whole it's thing. Okay. It's not. We, we don't have to do his it. His face is shaped weird. He is. <laughs> he is a Corbinite, but something about the power to be Thor turned his face into a weird horse face because Corbinites don't all look like weird horse people. They all look like what he looks like when he's like depowered. Right. Yeah. So that's odd. Yeah. I don't know. I, someone call White, Walt Simonson. I don't know. I don't, I don't have answers for you. <laughs> yeah. We'll add him and we'll figure out what's going on. <laughs> the real star of the, the real meat potatoes. This is uh Thori. 
obviously the best character in any Thor comic. Yeah. Talking about... Also, uh, missed you know, how- opportunity for me to uh, name my new adopted dog, Thori. Absolutely. I yeah. yeah. I fucked if up. If I get another Pitbull, I'm going to push looks just hard like to name it Thori. Yeah, it really does look like Thori. Yeah. Just as fucking ornery and stubborn, too. Yeah. Because Sif is basically like, yo, let's get Lockjaw, and let's get the fuck out of here. And Thori's sitting there just chewing a giant meat bone thing. It's like, oh, yeah, Thori left. And they're like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, he, he left. He said uh, his friend was in trouble. He could smell death coming, and he left a couple hours ago. He told me to tell you, and I I, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Thori forgot. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. He did a so, whoopsie. And in the end of the issue, you kind of see, you see um, Donald Blake going after, he's kind of fighting someone and he's pretty much yelling to show yourself. And he's like, I wasn't, you know, and then you hear a voice in the distance saying, I wasn't hiding. I was hunting. Now get up and run. And it's Lockjaw and um, Thorg. <laughs> Throg. Throg. Throg and Throg. And I'm like, I was like, of all the Thors that we can get to come in and help out, you picked the best this, one. Uh, this <laughs> makes perfect sense, actually, because a uh, couple months ago, Donny Cates like, posted a picture of Throg on Twitter, and the whole fucking internet exploded, and like, yeah. all, like Throg's first appearance started going for money again. That's awesome. <laughs> Dude, like, Throg Dude, is, is the best. Sp- yeah. With Splash Page with Throg and fucking Lockjaw is fantastic. So we're, good. We're getting so many of these sp- uh, reveal pages this week. Yeah, We're there's like a the lot left. of really yeah. good reveals. Yeah. Like, so this we already have awesome. Thanos, then we have Throg. And Let's then we bring have crossover on the next- right after this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's a it was a bunch this week. Yeah, this was cool. This was um like the you know this I wasn't sure where this arc kind of was going. We talked about it a little bit. I'm all in. Again yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It, this it, is gonna be it fun. Muddled for a second there, and then uh, all you got to do is toss in Throg, and I'm back. We're kind of we're kind of seeing the end game here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm I'm looking forward to it because uh, I think we're going to see a great Donald Blake Throg fight scene next <laughs> issue. And that should be a lot of fun. And and again, there was a local indie wrestler named Estonian Thunderfrog for a while. Oh my god! Who was just Throg? <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. There's there's always uh, indie there's wrestler. Always a wrestler. I guess. I've I've yeah, definitely wrestler. seen a match between him and Icarus live. <laughs> that's this. That's this fantastic. This show is just now us referencing comics and Adam going, oh, there's a wrestler for that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a luchador for that. <laughs> that's yeah. your new podcast? I have a luchador for that? <laughs> yeah, this but is- when, you, when you were like, I- Icarus was a pro wrestler, I was like, shut up, stop it. <laughs> it's like uh, for half an issue. <laughs> that's great, though. I really like this issue. Um, Thor back in full swing just being fucking metal as hell uh-huh. with throg I'm loving it <laughs> so go pick it up it's great get some <laughs> of that thunder frog action get you yeah lockjaw thunder frog and thori like what more do you need out of a thor comic like this book didn't even have thor he had thor for one page yeah. you need eric masterson who's <laughs> gonna show up i assume eventually oh he maybe. will definitely be in this uh story arc for sure I don't. I don't know who's Thunderstrike. Yeah, he, oh, he's the I '90s him. Thor. I, I, oh, fuck I yeah. used to have the first issue of Thunderstrike. So I did everyone. Who, I didn't know who Roger Norvell was. I didn't either. I was like, oh, he's a Thor. Thank you for telling me because I would have no right, fucking yeah. clue who it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm guessing he's kind of be maybe resurrecting a couple of those names for this arc. You know, oh, so, uh, definitely. Which will be cool if we can get a few more of them. That'll be cool. I want to see if he tries to go after Storm. Because mm. she had Mjolnir for a while. Oh, oh that Maybe. actually makes sense that she would have Mjolnir. 
Yeah, it does, actually. And she's yeah, very right. worthy. She's perhaps more worthy than anyone else. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Can't disagree with that. Okay, then. Well, speaking of character reveals on the last page, um, <laughs> yeah. crossover number three by Donnie Cates, Jeff Shaw, and D. Cunif. Uh This book finally got real good, I think. <laughs> <laughs> At least to Adam. To, to me, sure. anyway. And, like, I... I read this book going like, oh my God, that was an amazing reveal. And then I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, is this really an amazing reveal for many people? Like, um, I truly believe the answer is, we could get to it at the end. The answer end, is but maybe, I but I, no. I told Will to read it, the 23-year-old part-timer that works at our other store. And uh, he's like, Wait, who, who is this? That's what I'm saying, <laughs> dude. Anyway, let's get there. Yeah, yeah so um, w- we continue to, uh, to, to go about this, this world where um comic books manifested themselves in this reality in a very watchman-esque kind of um, way a friend of mine described it as fables if fables were about superheroes and also a natural disaster there it is yeah that's actually pretty fuck that's pretty spot on actually <laughs> that's awesome we, <laughs> that's we, a great way we have this this owner of a comic book store and his employee trying to smuggle a a comic book character child who has escaped that that uh-huh. this like bubble that they tried to contain them all in and they're at this this roadblock and they're like trying to get their story straight and they see the guy that burned down their comic shop hitchhiking yeah they feel uh they feel some type of way about <laughs> they that certainly shit. feel <laughs> a way about it so that they, they kind of get in a fight and then a, a mech and a kaiju start fighting <laughs> yeah just As a straight up yeah like it looked just like a straight up gundam it is a gundam uh, yeah yeah and the kaiju slash squid from watchman essentially basically <laughs> so yeah <they> yeah <laughs> so then we find out that it's actually this doctor strange type dude who is looking for the girl that they're that they're trying to smuggle out of there yeah they say doctor strange and then the one like the person from like the real world reading comics like that is not Dr. Strange. And I'm like, well, it looks a lot like him. <laughs> but apparently he's just like this knockoff Dr. Strange from another Donny Cates book called the paybacks, <laughs> which I did not know, which they're kind of like this X force slash a team team from like the mid nineties. Right. So they, they get them out of there. They get them back to their hideout and Someone there, someone off camera is like, oh my gosh, she's back. And she drew a picture. Is this a picture of me? And it's that Superman picture that she had drawn. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, oh, that's awesome. But I don't usually go for capes. And then we reveal that it's Madman. Yeah. Which like, to me, like my cue- head blew up in a big giant thing of confetti. And everyone else just cue stunned silence. Everyone else and had like, to Google. And saying, who the, like, okay, so legitimately. Not everyone so else. Not- I'm going to say 75% of everyone else. I would have had no idea who this was two months ago. <laughs> yeah, because I just Before made Before Adam read said, Madman. read Madman, it's really good. Well, I if this no podcast is any indicator, 75% of us were very certain of who this was from years ago. So <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't have known if um I wouldn't have known until very recently. <laughs> so I think a lot of people reading like this book coming maybe just seeing a big image book or coming from like a being a Dottie Case fan are gonna be like, who the fuck is this? Because they don't tell you well, who it so, is, no. by the so way. So then they're guess what? <laughs> then they're gonna Google crossover three reveal spoiler. 
And then yeah, they're going to get a bunch of articles about Madman. And lots of Madman trades are about to be sold. Yeah. Does, does that mean my first appearance of Frank Einstein just uh, shot up in value? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but also, yeah, like talking to Will, the part-timer, I was like, Google Madman. And he's like, starts reading the Wikipedia article. And it's like, Frank Einstein, a combination of Frank Sinatra, Albert Einstein, and also a reference to Frankenstein. <laughs> I was just like, that is a what? fantastic sentence that you just oh, said. Oh, yeah, it's, it sounds, in well, it is batshit insane, but it, <laughs> yeah. it, it works. Um, but yeah, it was a good, it was a great reveal, because like, obviously they were building up to it being fucking Superman, and you get Madman, which is a great bait and switch for this but, issue. But here's the, th- here's the thing, to all of us who were excited to see Madman, those of us are still excited to see superman because that's still technically a drawing of superman because frank einstein was once superman there you go and there you have it. yeah they did it they did a superman madman crossover where they freaky friday'd into each other's bodies <laughs> so that's madman amazing was, i never knew about that yeah madman was superman superman was madman and what was what was fun about it is they did like a a, a crisscross of their costumes too nice mm, so they both cool. had elements of superman and madman going on but yeah it's called the like, superman uh, madman hula blue it's a lot of fun <laughs> i feel like madman being superman that 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 could be great but also could not be that could, that could spell some trouble potentially yeah because <laughs> he's a little he's a little loony he is you know because because of uh you know his whole deal right <laughs> which you want to figure out go read madman yeah comics, madman guys. is i don't want to spoil it all for you it's great it's real existential at times it's real silly at times there's a character yeah. named mott from the planet hoople that's true yep it's just yeah, fucking you, fun man you get this weird action then you have two pages of just him just contemplating his entire existence it's like what the fuck just happened <laughs> yeah i uh i i discovered madman very early on in my comic reading uh scope of things because at like i don't know 10 years old i was obsessed with the kevin smith movies which is not mm. a thing a 10 year old should be obsessed with number one but number Probably two not. i don't know if you've ever like paid close attention to those movies there's madman merch just everywhere like oh, all yeah. over the place right yeah they're all yeah. wearing the madman shirt at one point in like dogma i think there's like a whole store display of like madman action yeah. figures which have never existed <laughs> to my Ma- knowledge mike already is in uh chase uh, chasing amy yeah i didn't know that oh, when i was right. watching chasing amy but yeah later on i learned mike Allred's in it and there's yeah like i think at one point they go by his booth at like the beginning of the movie yeah i was um, a guest gotcha. on chasing amy minutes specifically to talk about mike Allred and madman <laughs> <laughs> oh so yeah God. like one of the first times i walked into a comic book store and just kind of went uh uh, I recognize Madman, and um, that's also a weird thing to put in the hands of a ten-year-old. Explains a lot, yeah. really. Yeah, it's, yeah, that makes that makes sense for but like no, for the person I know now. It's not it's not heavy. Like it, it's it's like a relatively age-appropriate book. It's just there's like real existentialism and and like, but there's also like beat poetry and like yeah. fucking David yeah, Bowie influence and all. It's like yeah, it's it's a lot in it's a lot. It's in a, a, in a good way. It's a weird experience to read Madman and then really discover David Bowie and be like, "Oh, yeah. I read that in Madman." That's not the way anyone should ever do that. <laughs> That's backwards. <Right. laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I knew much about David Bowie, and then I read Madman. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. I see. I see what I those see. reference. I get that reference. So, so to everyone, to everyone pissed off that it was 
a, a reveal to Madman and not Superman, just wait, because you could still get Superman. Yeah, you got a couple more issues, right? I think this is what, six it's supposed to be? Um, well, yeah, do- at least six, because Donny Cates emailed every single store and was like, yo, three and six are going to break the internet, so make sure you order heavy. So I think <laughs> if Superman's in anything, it's in issue six. Spoiler Yeah, alert. I didn't know if this was supposed to be a mini or an ongoing. I have no him, idea. I, just I also yeah, wasn't okay. originally going to pick this up, but then Casey did me a solid, was like, Adam, you have to get crossover. Trust just me. Put it in his poll whether he wanted it or not. She and, does that a and lot. And the though. variant cover, there was the, there's a a spawn variant cover that there's variants of because it's like spawn looking over someone's shoulder who's reading a comic book, and then there's variants on what comic book she's reading. And Casey got me the one where it's spawn looking over someone's shoulder who's reading Walking Dead. That's fantastic. I love a good inside joke and an inside joke. Like Jesus That's Christ, just... <laughs> nailed it. But yeah, uh, record breaking uh, Todd McFarlane. Did the uh, <laughs> God damn it? Did the cover art for this? I mean, it is really a really good cover. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that's crossover. So uh, I-, I got my Madman mm. fix for like I guess the decade. <laughs> I'm assuming he's going to be in the next issue as well. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just reveal him and he just fucking pieces out. No, the next issue they're like, just kidding. It was Superman. <laughs> right? Oh no. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess that's me. Yeah. I'm not too excited. Uh, the Dreaming Waking Hours, number seven, by G. Rilla Wilson and Javier Rodriguez. Um, so we finally get the, the beginning of a new art. And uh, I had no idea what to expect. And it's a different artist. So... Uh, it's a different artist, and on one hand, I went, "Oh, it's not Nick Robles," and then on the other hand, I opened it and went, "Oh, right, exactly." <laughs> I, I, we did we did the same exact thing. I was I was, I was sending you like pictures. I was like, "Holy shit!" They found someone that's like the only replacement for Nick Robles that doesn't make me cry. <laughs> yeah, it's not that it's better, but it's like definitely equal in a like apples to oranges. This shit is wildly right. different and also incredible, amazing. He also did his own color work, and the colors are insane. They in really this. are, yeah. Um, so the it kind of the the first two pages are, are narration by um Heather, and uh, it it's over scenes that kind of wrap up the the first story arc. So we see Lindy, who was the main character of the first arc, um become a professor from uh at at uh her at the at school and um she they like they're talking about her like shakespeare uh papers that she wrote and it was like it's so it's like it's like almost like you were there yourself (laughs) (laughs) so you know she she gets um a somewhat happy ending for now and uh then we we see uh um ruin show up at joe field's place uh and he's like what are you doing here it's like i need some place to live so here's a treasure chest that's three years rent i just need i just need somewhere to crash (laughs) man i could use one of those yeah i feel like a lot of people could use a treasure chest full of shit yeah where's where's that stimulus jesus (laughs) right seriously so then uh yeah so then it goes um to heather who you know, was an amazing supporting character in the first arc, but it looks like she's going to take more of a spotlight this uh, this one, which uh, immediately, like, 
are like made me excited because she's also such a great character. before we get too far along can i just say i want her shirt that says no gods no masters no sulfates no parabens <laughs> it's so great you don't have a sh- you don't have that I- shirt I should have that shirt. Someone make me that shirt. I want that shirt. <laughs> Every shirt she wears is great. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> uh, so she's like about to go to a club with Todd. And uh, fucking Todd. She, she's like, I got no shoes. I need shoes. And he's like, are you are you being figurative? Because she's like, it's like her on a on a sofa. That's like the, at the, the bottom is like just full of shoes. Yeah. This is, and, uh, I'm, I'm actually starting to think that me and Heather are the same person. That, that might be. Because, like, once that, a week, I just have, like, an outfit crisis where, like, for whatever reason, my anxiety that day says, I have no clothes! And that's, like, the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they're going to go a, to a club that's, I guess, for magicians? Because she's like, I gotta, uh, I gotta show up for my, my brand or, like, whatever, like. She's oh like, yeah, no, because she's she does uh she's she's like a twitch magician. Like in the in the last story arc, she was doing like, all right, smash that like and subscribe right, button yeah. and find out about how to do this <laughs> magic. So yeah, she's like promoting her magic brand. Yeah, so so we get scenes of her we get scenes of her like uh, dancing at this club, and the color work is just so incredible. Cool. It's insane. Um, so she's dancing, and uh, then. Um, she hears like off to the sides, like you dance for someone that's about to, you dance pretty well for someone that's about to become a corpse. And, uh, Puck shows up from the first arc. He's still mad. He's he's still pretty mad. And, uh, he has this like small dagger, um, that he cuts her with. And she's like, what, that's it? You're going to like, give me a paper cut. And, uh, (laughs) he's like, you don't know what this is, is, do you? It's like it's a vertical sword. I was like, "Oh shit!" No. Uh, of course it is. And then he goes, "Snicker snack, little bitch." And I was like, <laughs> "That is so great." Jeez. <laughs> Who doesn't love the Jabberwocky? You know. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta have a, have Jabberwocky stuff in your book. <laughs> uh, so he leaves, and she's like, uh, like bleeding, like the the. Uh, because a vorpal sword, the uh, wound won't close. So she, like, runs away. At, and it, it's also, like, cursed her. So, pe- uh, like, demons are, like, being attracted to her. And, um, That's a bad day right there. Yeah, it's not, not great. Yeah. <laughs> so she ends up at the, the hospital. And um, she's, like, trying to, like, ward off the, um, the attackers. But also, like, cast, or, like, also not die. Like, she's, like, passing out. And um, she ends up having to call Constantine. So, again, another way to make me immediately excited about your story. Yup. To throw just just throw Constantine in there. Of course, <laughs> why not? Um. And uh, he's like, "What? You went out without all your preparation?" And this is like, "I was it a mini script? What do you want from me?" <laughs> uh. So she ends up like casting a spell that she's not supposed to. Um. And it summons uh sandman's weird bird thing <laughs> i don't remember what he's called it looks like fucking woodstock a little bit but it looks like a like a i don't yeah it's like a Dude, weird it kinda, it, character yeah, it kind of looks if like woodstock was balls <laughs> <laughs> if woodstock was balls 
but I, I, I do uh, I do know that the raven is named Matthew. Yeah. Oh, that's that's very yeah. That's, that's very, Matthew very the formal. raven who's just like, <laughs> where the hell is this and who the hell are you? And he's like holding the weird little Woodstock baby. <laughs> another another reveal page yep. by the way yeah yeah so we're, we're, yeah wow we're all about them we're, we're, we're four for four so far oh <laughs> uh, uh, well i'm i'm just I'm gonna, i didn't read this but i'm flipping through the art uh just to look at as you mentioned it rj and this this shit is wild yeah so fucking it's good. so cool i've never it's, heard of javier rodriguez i am very interested in, in digging up some more said, of his work you said he did the colors too yeah because no. he's oh no i don't oh. think so um, did he? Because he is uh, very. I was just going. I was going off of your page. Well, oh, colors. I think you said cover. Oh yeah, sorry, colors. Yeah, 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 yeah colors. Yeah. No, he did yes. the colors. Yes, because yeah. the colors are they're great, bonkers. Like when uh, <laughs> when Heather's uh, talking to Puck. Yeah, it's like the her, uh, the picture of her is like the whole page, but then she's cut into panels, and yeah. it's like uh, different panels of them fighting, and it's it's really cool. Yeah, it um, looks it looks fantastic. Oh wow, yeah, yeah I'm just looking cool. through this too. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, I haven't read this one yet. This fe- this felt like a good collected edition for me, but like, I'm definitely. Gonna you could really just jump in just with this these... issue. The only thing you need to yeah, know is that uh, Puck is real pissed at Heather from something that happened in the first story arc, and you know a little bit with Ruin, but like that's such a minor yeah. part of this. Like, it's a good jumping on point, really. Arc, yeah, it's, and it's fucking amazing looking. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm so hyped for the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, this this book is... I've, I've talked about every single issue. This book is consistently <laughs> one of my favorite things. And it's, like, definitely a sleeper hit, because... Yeah, I feel like the, it's criminally underread. Although, right. I mean, with Future State happening, there's... DC has got a lot of other things at the forefront, but yeah. right. this definitely okay. deserves everyone's attention. For if you yeah. If you like Sandman, this this is the perfect, like... The spiritual uh, sequel. Right. Yeah. It's it fills that void. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we couldn't have a Tales from the Shortbox episode without your regularly scheduled X Men portion <laughs> of the show. Oh my god! So, of course. So I will kick that off with X Factor number six by Leah Williams, David Baldion, and Israel Silva. Uh, yeah. So when we last left uh, the X Factor crew, um, they were like, you know, celebrating. They were having mutant prom in the boneyard, but uh. The Boneyard. The Boneyard, which gets, is name. much more aptly named after this issue. Um, oh, for nice. sure. <laughs> I feel like that was why they called it that. But anyway, um, so as of the, you know, while they were partying in the last issue, Siren fucking fell off a cliff and died on Krakoa, which is not a thing that a person can fly should do. Um, so, you know, obviously <laughs> she got resurrected and they had a lot of questions and she assured everyone that it was an accident that she had just been drinking and fell off a cliff like one does you know um but this issue kind of starts out with uh them investigating her second death not even a week later she has washed up on the shores of uh somewhere in the uk and uh, in ireland maybe because she's irish well, it says somewhere in the UK oh. as as oh, the sorry. like descriptor, okay. but yes, that would also make sense. Um, it looks like I started watching the show on Netflix called Broadchurch. It looks like that little sleepy island town. If oh, anyone else is watching, kind of yeah, because they they've got that's, those that's... like seaside cliffs. Um, I just love this issue because we actually got like like 
act, uh, actual crime scene investigation yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. so much good CSI in this. Yeah, so basically they, they start... CSI boy? Because <laughs> uh, iBoy is the MVP of this investigation. Oh my, he's the MVP of every issue, but I just, especially... Coming, coming this fall on CBS, <laughs> CSI boy. I love him I with my whole boy. heart. <laughs> yes. He's yeah. so great. Um... Yeah, so Agreed. so they, they like there you know there's actual detectives and and beat police like on the case and the X Factor rolls up and basically says this is our jurisdiction get away from the body and um you know they start trying to do their CSI stuff and you know <laughs> basically uh Prodigy is trying to figure out like how to do the um like microscopic like you know d- DNA samples like so- the, the yeah, local he's trying, to, he's trying to help out iBoy because the thing is iBoy can see everything yeah, but he doesn't got, know my, what he's supposed to be seeing. Yeah, yeah. he sees my, he has microscopic vision but doesn't know what he's looking at. So then we have Prodigy just describing to him what the particle matter is, <laughs> which is also funny because like there's a recurring thing throughout this book of iBoy liking Prodigy's voice when he reads them stuff. Yeah, it's so like, ooh, like, you get to read me out loud again. <laughs> he was like having him read things to him. Yeah, it was like <laughs> had him read uh, a beekeeper's almanac to him while he ate breakfast. He's <laughs> like, I just like the way that you sound. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so so basically, you know, we we discover that um, she was not drowned. Uh, the she has defensive wounds and uh, clearly, you know, was was placed in the ocean later um so they take her back to krakoa again um they also talk about like this is just one of my favorite parts with eye boy you know being the mvp it's just like i got i'll request uh you know that we get some you know badges so that would like the police actually take us seriously like we like half the time we're just trying to placate these cops to believe us and I was like, wait, identify like identification badges? We're gonna have cool badges. And then he ties the police line like a <laughs> like a uh, headband. Team. Yeah. <laughs> like a headband, like a Brambo headband. Oh my god, what a fucking treasure. I love him um, so much. So th- so then they get back to Krakoa and Prodigy's like, hey, I'm gonna go follow with um I forget who who the medical examiner of Krakoa is. Um Oh, Cecilia Reyes. Yeah, so uh, so Prodigy's like, I'm gonna go follow her so I can learn how to do this stuff. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever, go, man. Um, and then he gets there, and she's like, why are you, like, lingering? Like, you clearly want something. What do you want? Because, you know, part of Prodigy's powers is that anytime he stands near someone, he gains their knowledge, you know? So, like, all he had to do was step in the room and be like, all right, I understand, bye, and then, you know, run away. But uh, he's like, I've got a question. Um... What do you do with the mutant corpses? <laughs> She's like, that depends why. Uh, turns out he wants to start a body farm on Krakoa. Nope. Shouldn't, don't do that. You should. You sh- it's for medical purposes. <laughs> for crime scene purposes. It's a brilliant idea because, yeah, he points out, he's just like, we don't know what effects living on Krakoa has on our physiology, and we don't know the rate of decay of mutants versus. Uh, humans. I just think body farm. I just think sinister, and it's just not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the opposite of a body farm. They're all dead. <laughs> Got it. It's Got it's it. like Quantico has a body farm. It's a real thing that we do now with humans, where we just right. leave corpses around in different states of decay and figure out. Oh yeah, I do it too. It's, yeah, no, same. It's I I have a body farm right <laughs> it's here. Fine. Dude, same. That is it's an fine. admission of guilt. 
And let's cut that real You don't quick. know what bot. It could be mannequins. Yeah, you don't know. I could be maniac. You don't know. No, oh, Jesus. Oh. If anyone's well. maniac, it's it's Casey, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a striking resemblance to uh, What's-His-Face from Maniac. Damn it. That joke would have been funnier if I remembered his name. Anywho. Oh, my God. <laughs> Moving on. Um... So yeah, so they basically they resurrect Siren again, and they're like, "Yo, so uh, you were so, lying. What the fuck is up? Like, what is someone after you? Or like, are you you know, do you need help because you're killing yourself? Like, what's going on?" So she basically gets super defensive and real mad and like storms off. And there's a really cool like page where it breaks down how every single team member is just like a omega level lie detector. In some way or another. Uh, so they're like, yeah, we're all very certain that number one, she was lying about every single word she just said, but also fucking terrified. Yeah. Like she is having a bad time with something. We need to get to the bottom of it. Um, so Polaris like follows her out and they kind of, she tries to have a heart to heart with her. And instead, Siren just hypnotizes her because I forgot that is one of her powers. She even says that, like, oh, you forgot I have nipped. Uh, it's because she became Morgan in. Uh, Peter David's run, she became like a death goddess or something. Oh, sick, um, sick. All right. Yeah. So there, it's this is like tying up loose ends. Yeah. From that. Yeah. No. I, you know, clearly everyone else forgot that she has, um, you know, hypnosis. So clearly. basically, she hypnotizes Polaris to be like, "You're gonna leave me the fuck alone, and you're going to sabotage them when they try to figure out what I'm up to." That page is so cool. It's really cool. Yeah, because it's just her hair, like, Medusa-ing yeah. around the whole page. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, so that's where it leaves off. Not a cool, uh, you know, reveal page at the end. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Oh, we broke our Well, no, I mean, there was <laughs> I mean, kind of a cool reveal page. There was, like, a splash a page reveal. of her walking away, and there's, like, yeah. that cloud of bats and crows and shit. It's a reveal that she's affected by that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll count it. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's my X-Book. Uh, Hellions number 8 by Zeb Wells and Steven Segovia and David Curiel. Um, so this continues the Hellions' fight with uh, Hodge. Um, that motherfucker. That motherfucker. <laughs> so it turns out that he, uh, he gave the smileys like a virus that is turning them sentient. Um, so that, that's not, that's not exactly the best. It's also and, uh, not exactly the worst. Well, the X-Men don't exactly have a good track record with sentient AI. It's true. Right. That becomes relevant later in the issue. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're like fighting, um, the smileys and, uh, there's a lot of like wordplay in this. Like, uh, Hodge constantly is talking about like religion and like. Um. Uh, the forget the other things. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. There's really good wordplay in here, though. Like, especially later on, with like the, the the smileys just keep calling the mutants mutant scum, even when they mean it like right. endearingly. They think that's just what they're called. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just the, they just think that's what their name is. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, every time they are about to talk, they're like, agitated thought, and then, you know, like... Yeah, and, and then there's uh, both Nanny and uh, Greyco, like, 
uh, interrupt people. It's like too much talking, not enough fighting. <laughs> anyway, so the, they, uh, the, there's like uh, the smileys capture empath and like throw him down, and um, empath tries to like uh, use his abilities on Hodge, and he can't feel his mind. So it's like, oh, you're not, you're not actually Hodge. You're just uh, one of them, but you know, you took the form of Hodge. He's like, no, I'm real. Oh, He's like, no, you're great. not. <laughs> and uh, Hodge is like, well, they they can't fire on Hodge. So it's like he like gets the the AI to like self identify him, but they can't because it, it turns out empath is right. Um, yeah, so and, the, and then he yeah insists that they fire he, on him, and he's yeah, like, so see, he, they and then <laughs> gets shot. Just gets blown up. <laughs> played himself. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. Yep. So that, and then uh, Havoc starts talking to the AI, and they're like, "Oh, you're you're you know, we're both trying to like rid ourselves of evil forces, so." We're we're actually friends, and the AI is like, "Oh, mutant scum, friend." It's like, no, that's that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, yeah, adjusting value, mutant equals enemy. Adjusted value, mutant equals friend. Simplification: We are family, mutant scum. <laughs> and so then good. Just as almost just there. As, <laughs> so so close. Just as Alex gets him to call him friend, uh, Psylocke blows up all of them. Yeah, puts in a virus and kills all of right, them. Right, because they can't have sentient AI going around. Because yeah, again, because then the the at the very end that we get a, a data page that is the uh hy- hysoid protocol, and it's the tenants are that like AIs are bad and they always result in mutants getting killed. <laughs> and basically, right. the re- events of House and Powers have told Xavier that all AI need to be like crushed where they stand. I mean, he's uh, not right. wrong. He's not wrong, but he's also like. Not right because they just killed sentient creatures for no reason. Like it's kind of yeah. fucked up. Kind of fucked up. It is it's that gray area, you know. But you know. Yep. But it's not. Not all is lost because we get a big reveal in this one too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Nanny and Wild Child team up pretty much throughout the whole book, and they they end up like leaving with the uh, leaving with the ship that they need. Um, and then at the end, it's like, uh, Amenth isn't done with us, are they? And it's like, oh, right, well... Well, no, also, you forgot about the, uh, the, the cargo that was, like... Yeah, there's a baby. <laughs> there's a baby smiley locked away in her ship, and she's Great. just so happy to have another orphan, you know? And that's she's, not gonna, she's that's also not gonna here to keep it hidden from everyone. Of course... Yeah, because they would kill it otherwise, so that's going to be a problem. And it's like, she's like, parents aren't always meant to raise their children. Uh, God bless the orphans of the world. Which is just so dark. What a gift to be their nanny. It's like, oh, okay, that's not creepy at all. (laughs) Yeah, that's horrifying on so many levels. The the idea of a baby robot, like... (laughs) Yeah, not great. Also very creepy. It's like how there's relationships on Transformers. It's like, what? Yeah, but those are wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until they get to the weird parts. Yeah. But it's not that it's a baby robot. It's a baby robot of a murder bot. Right. <laughs> it's a baby murder also, bot. Is it going to grow or is it just going to be a baby forever? Because it's also a robot. 
guess we'll have anyway, to find out. We'll just have to find out. Anyway, that's not Don't important. ask questions. <laughs> it's fine. We've already talked about this enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to shout outs. Yeah. Oh, my favorite section, sad juggers. <laughs> uh, I didn't do yeah. this, though. Someone else shout this out. So I got uh, Juggernaut number five by Fabian Nicieza and Ren Garney and Matt Miller. This, this is the, uh, the end of the, the miniseries, um, and I wasn't expecting to tear up as much as I did. So, you know, sad juggers indeed. <laughs> Love it. Love it so much. Uh, we, we get uh, Juggernaut, like, finally busting through the, the evil super prison, and um, then he ends up having to decide whether or not he's going to... Uh, confront D-Cell about actually being a mutant, and mm. there's a scene towards the end uh, that's like, it's really, really well done, but it makes me sad. <laughs> Fair enough. Th- this series has been, like, super great character development for Kane. Um, they did a really good job with how he uh, how he's, like, kind of works within the, um, the realm of X-Men, but, you know, he's not allowed on the island, so... Mm-hmm. Outcast it's, it's of really outcasts. interesting. Yeah. Which is funny, too, because there's me- humans on Krakoa, but they're telling him he's not allowed, so... Yeah, I mean, the mutants are fast and loose with all the rules. They're like, no clones allowed, and then they're like, no, it's okay, honey badger, you'll yeah. be fine if you die, yeah. and it's like, they're no! They're just making up as <laughs> You're they just go. making shit up. There's yeah, no rules. True. But, uh, whatever the, suits them in the moment. The last, the last page of Juggernaut um, is him like teaming back up with Arnim Zola and um, and Quick Sand and like uh, or uh, and Proteus to like well not teaming up but like forcing them to the revive Quicksand after they cut off her head. Um, and Dang. He, but he's talk he talks about how he wants to like build a team of people that are like on the path of redemption. Maybe not Arnim Zola because he's a Nazi. Yeah. But, um, maybe others. But <laughs> like, it, it sets up uh, what I guess maybe is a new series. I don't know. I would be up for a Juggernaut Redemption Squad, but Yo, they haven't announced anything. Thunder so. nuts. Uh, <laughs> thunder nuts. Thunder nuts. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say thunder. Thunderbolts no. with Juggernaut. Thunder Thunderbolts and Thunder Thunder Juggers. Thunder Juggers. Thunder nuts. Oh, sad juggers, thunder juggers. Jug- jugger bolts. <laughs> jugger <laughs> bolts. Jugger bolts. Like jugger bolts. Oh, all right, we all said bolts. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's going to cut this whole thing. It's no. fine. <laughs> all right, so that, that brings us to my shout out. Uh, it's King in Black Return of the Valkyries number one by Jason Aaron, Torin Gronbeck, Nina Vakuvia, and Tamra Bonvillain. Um, shocker yeah no it's shocker that this is my pick uh yeah and then you know a, a pick that we like has tamra bond yeah, that's, that's yeah. not exactly. we're gonna hear her name a lot in this episode <laughs> um but yeah no it's uh you know jane foster doing what she does best being a valkyrie she has to usher sentry to the afterlife because he got his guts spilled out in uh the first issue of king of black and oh, that's right. Yeah, as she's ushering him to the afterlife, uh, they are confronted by a headless sentient, headless celestial. I almost said sentinel. Uh, headless celestial 
that is has a, the souls of the damned like trapped inside of it for some reason. Um, cool. So you know, it's it's kind of goes back and forth between like her dealing with that and like trying to fight it and uh, what appears to be cinematic universe Brunhilde because um, it looks a lot more like um, uh, Tessa Thompson and mm. uh, has a little bit more of her backstory like not the Brunhilde from the comics backstory um, but she's just trapped in this like empty vapid like purgatory where she's like yeah this seems perfect but I don't feel anything so uh, I know this isn't real this is all horseshit uh, and she gets pulled out of the celestial and sentry gets pulled in. So I guess they're putting the, the Valkyries back together to try and figure out what the fuck that is about. Um, <laughs> it's cool though. It's super neat. I really enjoyed it. Uh, right, I hope that sweet. this becomes an ongoing. I know right now it's just a mini series to tie into King and Black, but I hope it, you know, spark, did, uh, spirals did out Jane's Valkyrie series end. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think that is. Mm. Or at least currently, there are no issues of it. I don't know if that means that after this is over, it'll go back to being Jane Foster Valkyrie. Gotcha. Um, mm. I'm not sure, but it's cool. All right, we're on to future state stuff. Yeah, now. yeah. let's do future state. Time to get to all the future state books. A lot, a lot of future state books dropped this week. This is the uh, state and we of the liked future. four of them specifically. <laughs> Yeah, we liked the I think we really enjoyed a majority of them. Yeah. Yeah, four is a majority, right? Because I think there were like six, yeah. right? Yeah, there were six, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we won't talk about those other two. It's fine. Uh, but first up is uh, Future State Harley Quinn, number one, by uh, Stephanie Phillips, who we've talked about a lot on the show, uh, Simone DeMeo, who we have talked about a lot on the show, and Tamara, Volan- <laughs> Tamara Bonvillain, who we have talked about a lot on the show. <laughs> I had trouble with that. Yeah, yeah. they should they should have just called this Future State Harley Lecter. <laughs> She's just Hannibal Lecter. It's just <laughs> Silence great. of the Lambs with Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It, yeah, it it's, was pretty great. Yeah, it's uh, what's his face? Uh, Scarecrow is the is the doctor at what Crane. is at New Arkham, Neo Arkham, and yeah, yeah, and he's getting Harley to like solve how they catch other rogues gallery people. I, I guess we should uh, yeah, get into what the hell future state is. So uh, I guess it's alternate multiple futures. Yeah, apparently death metal did something to the multiverse, and now we've got it like fractured it again or something. I don't know. You don't need to read yeah. no, death but, metal but, to but read now, this. But now, as a, as a result, we have a brand new multiverse with brand new what ifs, and this is just kind of this cool collection of. What if uh, this was the way this was? <laughs> yeah. it, it, it healed the multiverse. It oh. grew the multiverse. Oh, and it okay. unraveled the timeline. All right. So now so we have all of these. Literally everything that's ever happened in DC matters. So they say. Okay. Gotcha. But and also like, these, these future things can possibly happen. But they're like Elseworlds, I guess. And they're all yeah. kind of different. Like, they're not set in the same... Well, it seems like the Gotham is all set in the same yeah. Gotham. Uh, maybe different time periods in the same Gotham. But, like, there's this new villain called the Magistrate who is just the leader of Gotham. Who yeah. is, like, an authoritarian kind of dystopian thing. Well, um, it's interesting because, like, when they did Futures End and when they did Convergence and other stuff, they, 
they have like a main book that like yeah you know is the is the main story but this one doesn't it's just kind of like age of apocalypse but I, well i guess that's a bad example uh, yeah no all, it's yeah it's cool it's like uh it's 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 more similar to um when secret wars happened again a couple years ago at marvel yeah where like reimagined kind of mini series for each each ongoing instead of like having a regular ongoing yeah. yeah so but yeah no this um it's interesting yeah it's uh the the gotham stories in particular are pretty cool because it's kind of like um blade runner akira meets like um i lost it what was the other thing i was gonna compare it to akira blade runner meets watchmen because uh heroes and masks are outlawed yeah um so that's yeah, like a whole that's a different yeah. dynamic like we've seen like batman beyond where there's like future gangs and everything's very cyberpunk and we've seen you know other things where like heroes are outlawed but like combining it in this way is is like a pretty new vibe it's like very familiar but but a fresh kind of vibe yeah, yeah for sure yeah um but yeah, this issue they use like they try to use her to get Professor Pig and a couple other people. Yeah, it's like the Professor she, she Pig gets, bad is um. I love yeah. it. The, uh, the big bad looks to be like it's a uh, black black mask. Yeah, black yes. mask has black his mask, own game. I think is going to be the main villain of yeah. the book for Harley's. Yeah, yep. and yep. yeah, she gets she gets Professor Pig, uh, fi- Firefly, and one mm. other one I forget. No, it's just the two. Oh, it's just one. the two. Mm-hmm. Well, he he gets her to set up how to get um black mask and and every time she like is right they give her a little bit more she gets leeway. More, more freedom yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just so like it's- that suicide squad movie where she had like a like a drink maker right exactly <laughs> just like it yeah very similar exactly the same yeah basically the same movie just watch that one. oh no don't don't, don't know this is way better um uh which uh so moving on to possibly uh it's not my favorite but it's up there uh of of my personal preference for future state uh wonder woman number one by joelle jones and jordy belair uh this wonder woman is so sassy dude she's so mischievous she'll give a fuck she's so fucking brazilian uh (laughs) i also days after reading it realized the connection there is that she's still an amazonian right you say right like you got that immediately. Did you get that immediately? <laughs> deep in the Amazon rainforest. It's just like kind of cute. And she's fighting monsters in the Amazon. Like it's kind of right there. But that's fine. All right. Because the first thing she does is fight a fucking Hydra monster and calls her Pegasus. <laughs> yes. I know she's Wonder Woman. Who's who's a dick, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah, her Pegasus sucks. He reminds me of Mr. Horse from Valkyrie, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, all right, so she's fighting Hydras, and she basically runs into, uh, mischievous little, like, like, fa- sprite fairy thing. sprite god, um, yeah. and ca- uh, Cap- Capipora, I believe is her name, um. No, it's pronounced Capybara, that's what she's writing, no, I'm just kidding. That's, I, I kind of was like, how do you spell Capybara, because it's very similar, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so she... All she says is, like, I'm killing this Hydra so that I can sneak into Hades to rescue my, like, warrior sister. And I was like, wait, so is she rescuing Diana? Or is it, like, a different warrior sister? Like, I'm kind yeah. of unclear why she's going to Hades. Uh, I'm sure that is the point. But um, basically, the, the uh, sprite is like, you're not going to touch 
the corpse of that Hydra because this is my realm. But I can just sneak you into the underworld because I can just, like, go. And then the rest of the book is, like, super campy. And it's just the underworld, like, Dude, is a giant airport. Past- and then walking past fucking Cerberus was so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're going yeah. to, like, Gehenna, like, but it has a sign that says, like, friends and family and rewards members can go <laughs> yeah. to he- Gehenna. And, like, the little demon that's at the kiosk and she's, like, <laughs> trying to get through the little, like, spinny wheel that, like, at, like, the terminal. The turnstiles. The yeah. turnstile. And, <laughs> and, like, the sprite is just doing small talk with a fucking demon, and like yeah. she, she just gets frustrated and breaks it apart. Yeah, she like and, wants like, to upgrade her card and everything. Yeah, yeah it was so ridiculous. <laughs> so basically, they they manage to get past it and um, try not to wake up Cerberus, and um, you know they go to ride the the, the river sticks with the uh, you know the boatman, and they get in line. The boatman. The boatman. Boatman. Uh, yeah, they they you know they get in line. And uh, the uh, Capipora is like, yeah, no, it's uh, so you know, get out your coins and we'll pay the guy. And she's like, I didn't bring any money. You didn't tell me this was gonna cost money. She's like, I said I would bring you in here. I didn't say I was gonna pay for you. <laughs> so she just manages to like steal from the guy in front of her, who's like a dead sumo guy. <laughs> yep, yep. And like, oh, and then just starts a whole giant fucking a fight whole with a bunch thing. of dead people and the the. The ferryman wakes and up Cerberus. Cerberus. Yeah, and then we get this cool awesome. splash panel uh, on the last page. Yep, ah, yeah, that's a that's a good re- Cerberus reveal yeah. right there. It looks fucking. It looks awesome. <laughs> I've, always, I've always had this question: Is Cerberus a good boy or three good boys? <laughs> oh, he's three good boys. He's three times as good as other good boys. He's a yeah. he's a thrice good boy. So so he's a good boy with a three times multiplier <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly correct good good boy cubed <laughs> but i love the art in this it almost looks that... like those um absinthe posters that you see in college dorm rooms oh like very very like um oh god yeah, i can't i can't, I can't think remember. of that artist's name mute muto oh god i'm gonna google that um yeah, very Art Deco-y kind of vibe. But uh, yeah, Joel Jones is easily top three favorite artists of all time. Like, she's just fucking amazing. Everything she touches is incredible. And Jordi Belair is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. She yeah. just adds that extra touch. And yeah, I, I was expecting to love this, but I was not expecting it to be so silly. And I love that. Like, it's a mm-hmm. very different vibe for... Uh, the Wonder Woman that I've read, at least. Uh, I know that there is silly Wonder Woman out there, but I haven't read too much of it. Nor have I seen 1984, so I'm, I'm good on silly we Wonder can Woman. Just, That's not uh, even we silly. Can just, <laughs> we can just move right past that. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Future State, the next Batman, which has three stories in it, actually, yeah. um, making this a very lengthy read. I, 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 I would just, I, I just kind of wanted to shout out the main story, which was uh, John Ridley, Nick Darrington, and once again, Tamara Bond villain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that story is Loved so gorgeous, it's so Loved good. The, art the the art is just phenomenal. Um, I, I just, it, it, it's this cool, like, gr- again, we're in this like gritty fascist uh gotham where anyone caught wearing a mask is like shot on sight mm-hmm. and we get this Including cool batman. bit where like um batman's trying to help some teens who were getting like initiated into this bane gang mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, the name the of the Bane Bane Gang. Bane Bane so Gangers. Good. Hold on, what was it called? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, no, the actual name. Is, oh, it's the Bane Litos. Yeah, because <laughs> they're just luchador masks. Right. Once again, yeah. we back to luchador. Once again, we get back to luchador. A lot of connective tissue on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I just I, I I like the pace of the story. I just love the way the art looks. Um, I want. I'm I'm excited for more of this alternate Gotham. Yeah, this one, um, Luke Fox is Batman. Right. Yes. Um, just so everyone is that's this. It's not a that Bruce is Wayne, the next Batman but, is Luke Fox. Yeah, it is Luke Fox. Uh, I wanted to just shout out the the last story because I really liked it. It was my favorite. I I really it stuck out to me. I think it's the one by Paul Jenkins, Jack Herbert, and Gabe Eltabe. It's basically Arkham Knights, which is just the a an Arkham has cr- in a suit of armor, techno armor, rounding up former Arkham patients to create like their own little squad to defend it's, Gotham. It's like once again Thunderbolts. Yeah, it's, it's like fucking great. But uh, with like the leader is like a nurse. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Right. It's their caretaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And if, uh, if you're going to shout really out cr- the third one, we also have to talk about the second one because it was also <laughs> awesome. So we'll just talk about the That's whole book. True. <laughs> yeah, we'll just shout it out. Uh, yeah, the second one was Brandon Thomas, Sumit Kumar, and Jordi Belair again. Um, this is about like kind of uh, yeah, outsiders. Dukes. Yeah. The outsiders, Duke trying to sneak people out to uh, from under the thumb of the magistrate. Uh, and Katana and just being a fucking dope, badass. Kat- yeah. Katana being an She's badass. Like a- and- spy or a double agent because she worked for um it seems that she might be the, a double agent she worked for the magistrate but she's obviously helping the outsiders yeah and then black lightning is just lightning he now, comes so he that. comes down at the end of the issue and he's like yeah. embodied lightning he's like yeah. all right <laughs> go on okay, so we got right. a whole thing yeah uh yeah lots this was a big yeah, issue. it was a lot there, uh, there was, um, yeah it's also going to be a four issue miniseries where most of the other ones are two so yeah well because i think they're doing three totally separate at, if, uh, at least there might be lines. even more they're doing yeah. two new stories because at the end of the side stories it says to be continued in issue three. Oh, there you go yeah so this is a, there's a lot going on in this particular it, it's got a it's this got like, kind of a heavy metal vibe to it that like you get this big giant comic book that has a bunch of different stories in it and they're mm-hmm. uh tangentially related it's it's cool I really like this one uh, overall. I thought it was this was definitely one of my favorites from Future State, leading into our favorite. I think, yeah, unanimously, unanimously, uh, Swamp um, Thing by Rom V, Mike Perkins, and June Chung. Uh, so this good. fucking book, so fucking good. Yeah. So at the end of some kind of post-apocalyptic event, uh, the humans have all scurried off elsewhere, presumably to the north. These um, first couple pages showing the transition on where we got to this world of like how humans came to be, their powers overdeveloped. So you get shout outs to like Green Lantern, Luther, Dr. Fate. And then all of a sudden, like they made imperfections because they were in love with violence itself. And then just the world kind of destruct. And you see this like almost devil horned swamp thing creature. Socially relevant at all. No, not even a little <laughs> bit. No, definitely not. No. Um, where do they even get this crap? Yeah. yeah, just yeah, made it, yeah. <laughs> Well, just like that—that that whole page the whole, is a great the whole way. Through way is that uh, in this world, change has always come through violence. And yes, then it's like, pretty- and instead of being obsessed with change, they were obsessed with the violence. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then once the wars were gone and everything else was gone, and the humans and the heroes were gone, 
the whole world change, and that's tee up Swamp Thing. <laughs> that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. and and Swamp Thing, I, I guess, because he was lonely, learned how to create a family from plant matter. He created humans from plant matter. He became yeah. God. So it'd be a really cool pages of how like he figured out how to do. He's that like too. sewing sinew they're and like, tissue and shit and with they're like plant almost, matter. Uh, X Men data pages. Like it's like a mm-hmm. really insane piece of artwork of like anatomy and so like yeah they're like anatomy narration boxes uh, over yeah. of swamp thing of like what he did to plant wise to create the human version yeah yeah, yeah. achieving muscle like a textbook fun- yeah achieving mus- muscle function is tricky required a combination of uh, i can't pronounce any of those words like I, re- no I regret i regret yeah and <laughs> monastic it's, response it's just <laughs> it's how he was able to grow plants that would do the same thing as muscle tissue or do the same thing as vocal cords. Right. And, and breathing yeah. and really yeah. recreating more of him. Cause that's what he did originally to create, to manifest himself as swamp. Thing. I just, like, that he had to learn how to do that. I feel like it's, it's like a really, really cool concept for like swamp thing, but just like, like in, in, and like in general too, like for comics, just like, it's right. really interesting, but something for the character that I've never seen before. It's a great way to take to re- kind of almost like reinvent what Swamp Thing can do. Yeah, like yeah, is. and we 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 forget that Swamp Thing is fucking limitless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like essentially, right. he is a god. So well, we really, you know, he's he's always just kind of been stifled by this like lack of imagination of what you can do with that. I I just love when someone takes a character and it's like, sure he's a plant person, and sure he like references plants sometimes, and sometimes people go into specifics, but this feels like you know, really diving deep into, like, science with it. And it's like, of course, right. Swamp Thing would know all of this because it, it just comes naturally to him. And it, yeah, it's, exactly. like, hyper-specific, like, deep dive into uh, something that is perfect for the character, and it works so well. Y- you yeah. could say we're it's getting so, back to his yeah. roots. God. There it is. So the uh, we're gonna hey. skip right past that. <laughs> so the overarching plot is we have this family that he's kind of created that you know the going like, but he's looking for humans or who's whatever whoever's left of humans to try to like almost save them and see what. And he has just been periodically them. talking to every single tree in the North America continent because that's what he's he just can do. listening <laughs> to the grapevine. Also, his uh, oh his God. also his family is like I don't understand what well, why you're doing this like because they don't get it they don't know they have no attachment or thing about humans yeah. but they go on like little scouting so missions to a guy see what's up. Indigo is just a real dick. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I thought that was it was interesting. At one point, he talks about like how they have emotion and like personalities and, and how he's created that. They're exactly, all they're all yeah. just pieces of him. They're hyper exaggerated pieces of. What exactly. he eventually ended brain. up having, which was personalities. So it's yeah. like a really cool version of that shitty Metal Man series that I talked about <laughs> the first right. issue right. of. Yeah, I liked. Uh, like, I kind of like you're kind of you get. A, they're kind of going through. They're doing the scouting, and you get that really cool page of like. They call him Green, basically, because he's you know, obviously he's Green. But Father Green. <laughs> really cool picture of him like stopping the fucking a building from falling down and protecting them all, just like kind of just showing off what he can do like as swamp thing like his body manipulation and things like that yeah you get a lot of he's just kaiju his power set yeah yeah it was really cool and then um yeah eventually they find a human 
right? Yep. They find a human. Um, also, yeah, the whole time Indigo is just, he's Loki, right? Like, he's just... Pretty much, yeah. He's going he's around just, dissenter. like, trying to, like, uh, insinuate, like, evil schemes. He's, like, trying to, like, kind of turn everyone against... And so dissent between... Uh, turn yeah. everyone against Green, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um... Yeah, so they find a human, and they immediately try to kill it. Because um, they are pretty sure that it killed one of their own. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. The, the human killed yeah. one of them and then they try to kill the human and and Swamp Thing is basically like, yo, he can't understand us um, because we're talking telepathically so um, he just sees a bunch of monsters. Uh, you gotta chill out and be nice to him. Um, and then he manages to, you know, get the story out of him and it was that uh, Oh, man. <laughs> they like, were all comes from Star Labs. <laughs> yeah, they so were like some weird version of Star Labs. Yeah, yeah. Future yeah, Star and- Labs. And uh, the Undying Man. Well, yeah. there's like the two reveals. There. There's uh, yeah. the, the... Whatever Star Labs is using Obsidian as some kind of like power source. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the Undying Man is definitely Arcane. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Fucking That's not cool. great. Also, no. <laughs> this is only gonna be two issues, you guys. Like... What the I mean, fuck happens? Issue's gonna be I mean, they, they yeah. crammed a lot of a well, story into this one issue. Well, maybe they do. Maybe they lead in. They leave, an, leave it a little bit open to for the series. Well, because Romby in is doing the ongoing, or it's it's right. a ten issue maxi series, so not so quite this ongoing. Is like the lead in, maybe it's like a yeah, twelve issue. I hope so. We're definitely going to cover cool. the the maxi. So. Oh I'm yeah, sure. for sure. Extensively, I'm sure. Yeah, everyone's gonna be real sick of Swamp <laughs> yeah, Thing. We've just been all ready for Swamp Thing for like. Right, months now, mm-hmm. and here it is. We finally right. have it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was such a great book. Definitely the standout for the future state yeah. stuff. Um, for for us, I so think. future state um, has been pretty cool. Like, it's not at all what I was expecting, but it's, same. I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, well, you guys were, so were clearly far. not paying attention to the creators that they were going to have on future states. So yeah, I was expecting this. <laughs> this is yeah. exactly what I was expecting. I just didn't know like they were just kind of kind of be their own little. I thought they were all going to kind of be connected, but the fact that they're not, I could just kind of hop on to either creators or characters that I like. I I, I like that I could do yeah. that. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, sweet. I like that I don't have to buy like fifty books a week to figure out what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on. And like exactly. th- this was kind of the week where it's like, all right, here's. We're dumping it all out on the table, and then like you can pick pick what yeah. you want, and then latch onto what you want, and the rest you can kind of take it or leave it. Yeah, just dumping them out. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, all right. So yeah, what future state do we have next week? Well, there's a next week is huge. Yep. There's a shitload of future states. So it looks like Dark Detective, Justice League, Titans, Green Lantern, Robin, Superman, Wonder Woman, Kara Zor El. I think that's all of them. I uh so bunch of bunch of. I do I do have to say out of all of these, uh, I am not super psyched on much besides Dark Dark Detective, but uh, yeah, I don't know Justice much about and Green, so. Green Lantern because that's the that's the far sector Green Lantern. So Justice cool. League is the uh, Justice League Dark Rom story. Oh, okay, that's well, cool. Um, then we have obviously RJ's pick is coming out. So yeah, I just saw that too. <laughs> uh, and we have Marauders. Autumnal so. number four. Oh, we have Homesick Pilots, which you talked about, Sweet Tooth, and then the new book by W. Maxwell Prince, Ha Ha Number One. Yep. So this is getting a internet big buzz week. too. Yeah, this could be a big week for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was kind of a big week. We were excited to talk about actual comics. I think. 
Um, that seems to be the highlights that I see. League of uh, Super Feminists hardcover. Sounds mm. like you'll tell us about that. Sure, Casey. I'm sure I will. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's. I don't see anything else popping out here, but it looks like it's going to be a pretty good week. Space bastards. Yeah, I'm in. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, but I'm in. <laughs> Something called Cereal from Terry Moore. Sure. Oh, Devil's Red Bride? Uh, that means Usagi must Usagi be Usagi came right? out last week. <laughs> oh, I just, I, off. We had they're so much Future again. State stuff, I had to bump it. Damn it. <laughs> they're off cycle again. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but and there's a Cl- Chris Claremont anniversary special. I'm not sure what that is, but <laughs> might be a big one shot for just about Chris Claremont. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Should be a good week. All right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's this week's comics and last week's comics. So join us next week when we talk about this week's comics. When they're last week's comics. <laughs> uh, make sure you check us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. Um, also, uh, consider joining our Patreon at duelinggenre.com slash support um we've got some cool stuff coming up for our patreon right now our um our discord channel is open to our patreon listeners but that will soon be open to everybody so so keep your eyes out uh we're gonna be uh throwing some links to our discord on the social media so then you can just like bug us in real time uh you can tell us about all the comics you're reading or not reading (laughs) it'll be cool discord server coming up uh so yeah uh, also, please uh, support your local comic shop in any way. Get out there, buy some comics, wear a mask, and uh, keep doing all that shit. Um, for myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.